Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 15, 2017. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 54. We'll be reading paragraph 3 and 4 and commenting on both of those today. And it begins with, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Fay F, the 12 Traditions, going to be read by Sharon H. today, and reading the text would be Marie J. and Ashley P. The reference numbers for yesterday for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10041. Yep, 10,041. And for this morning, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time share ID is 10043. 10,043. The OA preamble. Let me go back to, I think I might have said something wrong in, in reference to what we're reading. We are on page 55, reading paragraph 3 and 4, if I made a mistake, to correct myself. Page 55, five, paragraph 3 and 4, starting with, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contribution, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Faye F. to please read the 12 steps. Star 1, Faye. Good morning, Mrs. Faye. Good morning, Faye. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. So through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Faye F. I will now ask Sharon H. to please read the 12 traditions. They just, I'm sorry, Sharon, just one moment. We're having difficulty hearing you. Is there any way to adjust? Uh, can you hear me now? That works. Yeah, great. Perfect. That's All right. Thanks. Uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group but never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other media forms of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Sharon H. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in the literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 55, with starting with paragraph 3, we finally saw that faith in some kind, reading through two paragraphs, which would end at the bottom of paragraph 4, the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And now I'll ask Marie J. to begin our study and discussion. Good morning, Marie. Thanks, Melanie. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. This is Marie J. and I am gratefully recovered in Colorado. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away any prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. Oh, I'd love to be able to share on this paragraph. Um, I love that the words great reality are capitalized because for me, that's just another word for God. That's higher power. God, call it what you will, the universe. You know, we found the great reality deep within us, and the truth is there. The truth is there within us, and it's only there that we can find it. That's what this teaches us. We have to look within. And I always looked outside of myself, and I was always told that, you know, believe this, and, you know, I was told what to believe. And I really resisted it because what I was told was not the truth. And it wasn't something that was deep within me that I knew, knew and held to be the truth. It was some human being's conception. And it had a big organization's motives behind it, you know, a big church. And I accepted it as truth, 
but it was proven to be wrong. It was just full of human errors. But because because I resisted it all, I you know I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I rejected the lies, but then I also threw God out with it. I um you know I denied it and I rejected the whole the whole lot. I didn't want anything to do with it. But you know where'd that get me? That got me in no better place than I was to begin with. But I was unwilling to have any of it because I was unwilling to seek the great realities that were deep within me. That was too much work. Um, you know, I was in a lot of self-pity, anger, blame. I was in self-righteousness. I was judgmental. You know, it was just easier to sit in that muck and be in that than to face the fact that I had to find that deep, deep within me, that great reality. And it wasn't until I wanted to be rid of those, those liabilities, those character defects, that behavior. It wasn't until I ran out of ideas. And it wasn't until I really wanted to be free that I was willing to start to seek the truth within me that is higher power, that is God. You know, call it whatever you will. Call it the universe. Call it whatever. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what you call it. The truth is found within, within me. And it comes when I practice conscious contact with God, when I do the practice, do the meditation, to sit, when I can sit still, when I can ask God to sit with me, when I can be in the quiet and the peacefulness and have no other motive but to, to be in the presence and the calmness. And when I get there and I, when I do that practice every day, that's the safest place I can ever be and ever find. But I got to practice it. I got to keep practicing it every day or I forget and I get out of touch and I start believing lies. So um, love this paragraph and I'm excited to hear everybody's shares. Thank you. Thank you, Marie J. Now it's open for discussion. Who would like to share on paragraph three and four on page 55 of the big book? Gina R. Hi, Gina. Anyone else? Carolyn S. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. Good morning. Kathleen O. Kathleen Roz o. G. Roz G. Anybody else? Charles D. Great. Thanks, Charles D. That looks like a good lineup. Gina R., Carolyn S., Kathleen O., Roz G., and Charles D. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service. And um, this is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Colorado. Um, I awoke this morning to a situation um, that's never happened to me. Um, and I, I wasn't going to talk about it. I already checked in with my sponsor and told her what was going on. And I didn't want to give it any more energy, but I realized that there was another piece of it that um, happened. And what happened was somebody uh, broke into my garage and got into my car and stole my briefcase and a, a bag I have with my personal laptop on it. So I've lost my business laptop and my personal laptop. And then as we were getting ready for this meeting, I thought, oh, I've got to go get my book uh, and make sure I'm, I'm ready to read. And I, that's when I realized they also took my bag. It's my God bag. It's got everything in there. And I'm feeling a little weepy right now, not because, um, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to deal with the laptop and everything, but I, I'm living in this state of recovery right now where um, uh, my first thoughts were, trying to go to that person who would feel so desperate that they would they would do that and that is not how I was before before I would be upset pissed off oh I'm a victim self-pity how you know why is this happening to me well for whatever reason I, I know this isn't happening to me my higher power is allowing this happen for me it's up to me how I respond when I had talked to my sponsor, I hadn't eaten breakfast yet because I had to call the police and make a police report. But I had the thought, I need to eat. I need to take care of my body. Um, I don't have the book in front of me, and I'm sorry I'm not relating it specifically to something that's written there. But what I can tell you is that if I had not endeavored and engaged in 
getting these words into my mind, saturating my mind, saturating my heart, saturating my soul every day over and over and over, I don't know that I would be having this experience right now with my higher power. My higher power is carrying me. And even though I don't know specifically what's on those pages, it's in my heart. It's in my soul. I am living it. So if you are a newcomer and you're getting tripped up by stuff that life throws at us, we don't have to eat over it. And, um, okay, I feel like I'm kind of blabbering, but if anybody has had an experience like this and wants to call me later, I would love the outreach. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Gina R. Carolyn S.? Yes, hi, this is Carolyn S. from New York, a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, these these uh, paragraphs are amazing. Um, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. And um, I'm still trying to make contact with my higher power. I, I mean, I know I've had recovery in the past. I know that my life is better when I believe in a higher power. Um, I have felt the warmth in my chest at times, but right now I'm still searching for it. I'm acting as if I'm waiting for, you know, for a connection. Um, but they're saying here that faith in some kind of God is part of our makeup. It's inside me. Um, sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. And I have confidence that, you know, I will find him. I will connect. Um, we found the great reality deep within us the great reality, you know, um, God is real, God is there, and he is inside me. I don't have to go looking, you know, all over creation for him. He's inside. Um, And then if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, helps you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. Um, the broad highway, again, is, you know, walking this path, these steps to find my higher power. With this attitude, you cannot fail. That's a promise. And it's a promise that I need. I need to know that as long as I keep doing this work every day and reaching for that higher power and looking within, I will find it. Um, the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And that's something I'm counting on. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you so much, Carolyn S. Kathleen O. Thank you. Good morning, Melanie. This is Kathleen O., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And I'm so happy we agnostic this chapter didn't come first in the book because when I started reading we agnostic, which I fell into that category, and then I heard in these paragraphs a lot of the word God, a lot of the word He with a capital H, um, and that those things always just kind of made me bristle a little bit. And so I'm so happy that the other chapters came before. And because lack of power, that was my dilemma, and I was very clear on that. I always went to the food for everything, and the food beat me down every single time it went out. So... The deep reality within us, it's not outside of me, it's not the food, it's not my self-knowledge, it's not my willpower. None of that has ever worked. And so I love the word spirit of the universe, a power greater than, you know, me. Um, and I don't bristle at the word God or the capital H-E-V anymore. Um, you know, maybe it was some desensitizing and counter-conditioning that was going on, but it's just I totally get it now. And and the thing is, is it's like, you know, just go through these steps. Going through the steps, I got a stronger connection with my power, with God, with my higher power and God, you know. And I don't, I don't need to try to control things anymore. I mean, thank goodness I have a connection with, with God because I can just let God run the show, you know. I don't need to do it. And life is so much better because of it. So, you know, this really is about going through these steps, um, living them, and it is a miracle not to be fighting the food anymore or fighting anyone else for that matter. So thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Kathleen O. Roz G., you're next. 
Good morning. This is Roz G. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles County. Uh, once again, outdoors, so you may hear a little background noise. Um, these two paragraphs to me say meditation. So in order to get God as a friend, I have to sit down and after having cleared away all the wreckage of my past and having seen that a lot of the trials and hardships in my life, as the big book says, were created by me. They weren't all created by me, but a lot of them were. Uh, In order for me to feel good, I needed to be affirmed. I needed to uh, search for power. I needed to compete. I needed to put selfies all over social media. I needed acceptance. But after I, you know, relapsed once again and got into the most pain I've ever gotten to with with relationships in my family, I got serious and I was uh, plummeted down into being beat up by the food. So I got more interested in meditation. And in order to meditate, I have to search down deep within myself to find God because there's too many external noises around me. And the food clouds it all up. So I have to sweep away prejudice, whatever I'm angry at, whatever I'm resentful towards, whatever somebody's not doing that I don't like has to be swept away. So I can search diligently, diligently. That means I have to sit in the quiet and meditate and search for God deep down within me. Then I can be on that broad highway, capitalized, walking the spiritual path. And yes, it's true that if I have an attitude of, of prayer all day long, like it says, pause when agitated, ask God for the right next step, I can't fail. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rosie. Charles D., you're next. All right. I'm Charles D., recovered compulsive overeater. I really like these two paragraphs also. I I really sense the the wonderful expansion and invitation they offer. Um, There's um, a lot of room just to begin that search for God. And, of course, recovery has given me that first opportunity. I, because I was so involved in my food addiction and so involved in my uh, numerous character defects that clouded my every attempt to find this God that I've that I've always wanted. I I now find that to start clearing the ground is is really becoming abstinent and starting the. Uh, step work and to find that friend I love the idea that God is a friend um, is is a, a building of a relationship with a friend finding them meeting them uh, communicating with them um, and really learning about what what God is and and the teacher is, is God uh, I really feel like God is is um, open to our to my experience and open to our relationship and is going to help me as long as my attitude is is uh, available and open and loving um, I, I'll find God and even when I sit and meditate and I can't find God well. I still have faith and I still trust that God is there. He, even though um, I may not know or feel, um, there is a connection, even if I don't experience that connection. So this is a wonderful, um, I love the broad highway too. It's, it's, it's open. I'm, I can't miss if my, if my attitude is right. So I, I'm really grateful for the, for this program giving me the opportunity to to find that relationship and to build that relationship with God. 
I pass. Thank you, Charles D. Another opportunity for people to comment on the two paragraphs that were read, page 55, paragraph 3 and 4. Wendy Press star one. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Anyone else? Colleen R. This is Bonnie M. Jeannie A.L. And Barry K.B. Kathy Joe in Minneapolis. And Sherry. Reggie Carrie H. Carrie H. Mm-hmm. Did I hear one more? Reggie, did I hear you? I uh, heard Reggie. Okay. I have Jody Wendy e. M. Jody E.Q. Okay, got that one. I have Wendy M., Kathy Joe, Colleen, Bonnie, Jeannie, Sherry, Kathy Joe, Carrie H., and Jody E.Q. Let's start out with Wendy and see where we go. Hi, Wendy. Yes. Hi. Good morning, Melanie. Thanks for your service. And thank you all for being on the line. Wendy M. recovered in Colorado. And what a gift that is one day at a time. Thank you, God. Um, so I saw this as a conversation. That the first paragraph is like the sponsor. You know, we did this, we did that, sharing their, their story. And then the second half is, um, about what you can do. Um, you know, you, it's possible you can do this. It is a broad highway. Um, and I actually counted like 10, we, we and us. And I found that interesting because I cannot do this program alone. Um, and that's the greatest gift. If nothing else, I get to do this with another human being. And I came into the program um, I was alone. I did things alone. I got things done because I was alone. Um, and people were messy. You guys were messy. I didn't want to deal with with other people. There was no way that was going to happen. I couldn't get things done quick enough um, for myself, of course. You know, and then this program says we, we finally saw. And I love the word finally. You know, we get it when we get it. Um, I was 16 years in OA, and I didn't see and that's okay. And a year ago, almost to the day, um, I finally saw, and it takes what it takes. And what, how grateful am I that I finally saw? Oh, my God, this is such good news. You know, it's, it's so great, the reality deep within us. And I love that piece, too. When I'm having a rough ride, um, I do this thing where I just almost turn my head at an angle, and I say, hello, God. Hello, God, or just ask, God help. That's my prayer. And the minute I do that, I feel better. I know that God is there deep down within myself. I don't have to go anywhere for this. This is within myself. And um, when, when it's good, when I'm feeling good, I know it's God. So when it's good, it's God. And when it's feeling not so good, um, I know I, I'm not, I haven't accessed God yet. But it's that simple for me. It's really... Um, really, really quite that simple. Um, and I'm just so incredibly grateful that I can access God today, that I can be of service today, um, and that I can be happy, joyous, and free, which I completely am today. So thank you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Kathy Joe P. Hi, this is Kathy Joe in Minneapolis, Minnesota, recovered compulsive overeater, Kathy Joe P. And I want to say with this that, um, first of all, I got this morning, I got a phone call from work, and it was a concerning phone call. And right away, I wanted to make a bunch of calls and try to fix it and figure out what's going on. And I said, no, I have to get on my meeting. So I decided to let it all go right now and get on my meeting. And I find it interesting that this is the text we are on today. That is, um, um, I'm hearing some background noise, but it's a text that we're on today about um, 
the great reality and my relationship with God. And I really am noticing more and more and more how much I do pause, how much I do reach out to my higher power or a fellow when I am um, walking this highway, this broad highway. I am learning to do it differently. And it is such a miracle. I have people that have told me that I am, you know, I'm down 100 pounds. Two days ago, I hit the 100-pound mark, which is huge for me. But more than that, people are telling me that I am calm, that I am happy, that I am different. And the transformation that's going on inside and doing things differently and showing up differently is so huge and so wonderful and um, it's not absolutely perfect not everything is changing but it is definitely changing and that helps me know more that the great reality is working in me Um, there was a most of my life I feel like I believed in God I believed there was a God but I had such a hard time believing that that God is there for me that that God cares about me And for some reason, I had blocks there. It doesn't matter, but um, I had trouble believing that that God was for me. And it is becoming a great reality for me that that God is there for me and that God is working in me. And I'm seeing it a day at a time, and I'm extremely happy about that, and I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Jo P. Colleen R., you're next. Good morning. This is Colleen R. Gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater from Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for your service. Um, And thank you for everyone on the line and and all the people that come before me to show me um, whose deportment shouts recovered so that I can see the proof of this great reality. Colleen's reality, lowercase r, and I love the great reality is capital G, capital R, was um, that I was God, that discomfort was bad, that I needed to fix and scramble and, um, and wrest satisfaction from this world. And I have wondered recently, and, and I don't stay wondering because it's, it's, I, I'd rather stay in the marvel of God's mystery and God's mercy than, than analyze, and it says in here, the last analysis is, is only there that he may be found. So that my final analysis that God is so within me. But I have realized that the only thing that kept me engaged was this thing that was deep within me. It makes no sense that I'm recovered, um, except in the uh, arithmetic of this thing deep within me kept me engaged with the greater reality that I saw in the people in whom the problem had been solved. Um, And I am reminded hourly, it is within us, and... Um, I pray to God, show me the way. Show me the way. I pray, help me feel you in moments of discomfort and pain because the recovered state is every single occurrence is my holy education in how to live in in alignment with a loving higher power that, frankly, I've only come to feel in 10, 11, and 12. Uh, my, My disease really wanted to discourage me from recovering the whole way. And I, the Colleen's reality was it's not working. God's reality was indeed it is. Discomfort doesn't equal bad and wrong. Keep going. Um, so ever grateful. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Colleen. Bonnie M., you're next. Hi, I'm Bonnie M. I am grateful recovering alcohol- alcoholic. A compulsive overeater from Arizona. Um, I thought that faith in some kind of God was part of our makeup, just as 
much as the feeling we have for a friend. I don't remember in the beginning even thinking about God as a friend. Um, I was brought up with pretty much um, an atheist family and pretty much taught that I had to be responsible for things way beyond my age and therefore, um, of course, you know, I was overstressed with being unable to do things and ended up very shame-based when I came into this program. And then I was fortunate enough to have a um, a woman who, in a treatment center, that basically drilled into me, recovery is a process, trust the process. And I trusted her enough to do that. And um, eventually I realized that um, there was a part of me that wasn't afraid of anything, that knew exactly what I needed, and um, and, and that became more than just a friend. I mean, it be- if, if it ever was a friend, it became a love. And that I found myself, not always, and sometimes I didn't get the answers I wanted, but even when I didn't get the answers I wanted, I remember buying a house, and it was I just got a divorce, and I bought a house, first house, and everybody told me, don't buy this house, and it's a money pit. And um, and I w- and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and there was nothing in me that said don't buy it, and I bought it. And I grew up in that house. There were things that happened in that house that I had never had to deal with in my life. And to me, it was one of the greatest gifts God gave me because I learned how to be far more independent than I had ever been before. And I think that way, too, about about this program. Uh, when my second husband died, the first thing I heard was, get closer to this program. Get as close as you can. And even this week, I had a, a conflict uh, with somebody in the program and Make outreach calls. Make some outreach calls. Talk about it. Da 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 da. da. So um, I'm just not not the person I was. I've been in the program since the '80s, and um, and I do trust. I trust the process, and I do have that these beliefs. And every day I grow a little more. Sometimes slower. Sometimes faster. Um, and you nothing's know, perfect. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Bonnie M. Jeannie L. Jeannie L., are you with us? Uh, This is Jeannie L. I'm so sorry. I was having trouble unmeeting. How are you today? Good, thanks. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, I so appreciate this topic this morning. I'm Jeannie L. Recovered. It's such a joy to be able to say that this morning. Um, The the statement that got me this morning was the broad highway. Um, But to me, um, there was so much acceptance there um, that I'm accepted right where I am. But what it led me to believe, I, I my relationship with God, I was church every Sunday there, but I didn't really believe uh, in God. And um, I didn't have that personal relationship. And what this program helped me to have is that personal relationship that I needed something that would was, was greater than myself. And um, now I have that uh, personal relationship with God. And for that, I'm so grateful for this program um, that it helps me to see how much he loves me and how much he uh, wants me to be whole and healthy and not continuously be um, concerned about, you know, have all the, the high blood pressure and all this stuff. I mean, I've been given such a gift of, of health uh, in this program, and that's because of uh, now – uh, my relationship with God, uh, just so many things that I didn't see and how I'm able now to release things and let go and allow my family uh, to be where they are. And even though the fact that I 
not moving because I want to, but because I have to move right now and to be able to, you know, hold on and know that all is well, all is well because of that relationship with God. So I'm so glad that the Broad Highway was there because it accepted me right where I was, right exactly where I was, and then that relationship with God could grow. So thank you for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Jeannie L. Sherry KB? Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful recovering compulsive reader. Thank you for your service there, Melanie. And um, I just love these paragraphs. They're so beautiful. Um, I'm just going to jump right in here and talk about the great reality deep down within me that it's asking me if um, if I will think honestly and search diligently within myself. And to me, that just reminds me of doing the step work that I can join others who have been spiritually transformed, um, had a personality change. And to me, that's what it's about, that broad highway. It's opening me up for change and um, for tr- spiritual transformation. And it goes on every day. And it says, if I do this with that attitude, I can't fail. Um, and that, you know, that the consciousness of my belief will sure to come to me. And I believe for myself that that happened when... I started working with a step guide, and I was taken through these steps, and I did my fourth step, and I started starting to feel lighter. I remember how that felt. All of a sudden, this burden that I'd been carrying around for so long with a lot of stuff, I really thought I was going to take um, to my grave, that it lightened me up. And then I did a fifth step with my sponsor, and we did six and seven. And, um, you know, I took that hour um, after I did my fifth step, and I could feel the nearness of my higher power. I absolutely did. And then, you know, doing the rest of the steps, doing 8 and 9, and then living in 10, 11, and 12. And there have been incidences in my life where I have felt the nearness of my higher power. And the most recent one, um, you know, that I really felt this strong, strong feeling was, um, and this this just showed me what was going on, that I was being led and I was being comforted. Um, my husband had a heart attack in um, March, and he woke me up uh, really like almost in the middle of the night, and, you know, we had very little time to get him to the hospital. And the first thing I grabbed was my headset and my and my phone. And that's the first thing it told me to do is grab your headset and your phone, Sherry. And, you know, I sat in the waiting room on the emergency room, and um, I knew that the Sunday special edition was on. And uh, I felt like my higher power was comforting me in my discomfort. And then when I got home... I, I was in the house by myself, and um, and I felt like I was blanketed, like I was going to be okay. It didn't matter. I was going to be okay no matter what. And that's what I've learned, that I trust God no matter what it looks like, trust God no matter how long it takes, and trust God that I'm going to be okay no matter what. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Terry H.? Hi, everyone. This is Terry H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Uh, Thanks. A lot of great cheers. Um, When I first came into OA about three and a half years ago, um, my higher power, spiritual ideas, God was not on the front burner. You know, my foods and food behaviors took up all that space. Um, I I couldn't even fathom a concept of spiritual... Uh, practice or anything like that. You know, once I was able to ask someone to sponsor me and and able to get abstinent, I began working those steps um, with a recovered sponsor. I worked them like my body was on fire, you know. And when I was working those steps, I was able to get in abstinent. I was able to get more clarity. And I began to hear more and more about the spiritual principles of recovery, I heard in OA Big Book meetings how people work their program. You know, I listened to people's um, experiences and their strength and their hopes. And I was hearing more and more about um, the spiritual practice of the program. And, you know, when working the steps, I was able to set aside my prejudices against religion and God and judgment and rules, you know, and I was able to practice rigorous honesty. And, you know, that was very important to me. And continue to search, continue to take action, work in the 12 steps, 
um, each and every day. Um, I was able to, you know, do the, that inventory, um, practice rigorous, rigorous honesty through 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all through it. And through that, I was able to have an experience, spiritual experience. You know, I was able to open myself up and set aside those prejudices and allow, um, you know, God, allow a connection with God. You know, yesterday I heard on the line that the miracle is a spiritual liberation. And that is so true for me. You know, I had that spiritual experience working those steps. And today, my life, you know, I surrender um, every bit of it. Because I couldn't do it. I was powerless. You know, and today I work, walk closely with my higher power. I happily surrender. I happily turn it over. I happily trust. It's not always easy, most definitely. It's not always easy. You know, my self-will creeps back in. My self-sufficiency creeps back in. But the more and more I practice it, and the more and more I do it every day and take those actions that I need to take to make that connection to my higher power, the more my higher power is able to show me how big and how awesome um, he really is. And I'm very, very grateful for that today. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Jody EQ. Good morning. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. <clears throat> so we can only clear the ground a bit. If you are still agnostic, a certain attitude is required of you. That's what this is telling us. So what attitude is it asking for? It's an attitude of open-mindedness, sweeping away prejudice. Can you open your mind to the possibility of a higher power? Can you try to think honestly about yourself and search diligently within yourself? So open-mindedness, honesty, and the willingness to search diligently within yourself. If you can do these things, you can join us on the broad highway. Our testimony only clears the ground a bit. You have, you have to do some work yourself. So my experience was when I first came in that I, other people's testimony was indeed very helpful to see other people recovering. To see these 12 steps working for others helped me tremendously to have faith that this program would work. When I first came into OA back in the 80s, I had to go to AA meetings to get that testimony, but nevertheless, uh, it was there. So today we have the beauty and the pleasure of hearing solid testimony right here in Overeaters Anonymous on A Vision for You. And I'm hoping that that testimony is helping you to open your mind. For many of us are recovered. Many of us are living uh, abstinently, happily today. And I'm one of those people, thanks be to God. And if you, if you need any more help in uh, being convinced that it's working for me or for us, Reach out to me, to others, and, and learn how it, it really is working for me and, other, and us today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. We have time that allows for one, two-minute share before we need to wrap the meeting and go into our greeting. Is there anyone that would like to take that spot? Reggie O. Oh, great. Reggie, you can have that two minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Thanks, everybody. It's really great to hear everyone on the line this morning. And uh, this is, of all the paragraphs that I love in uh, in this book, this is the one that really woke me up many years ago. <clears throat> we found a great reality deep deep down within us. And coming from a you know from a religious background that I had left behind long ago, uh, 
and coming to this program and hearing that I had to find God again, which which was quite challenging for me uh, at that point, especially God, uh, that word and him with a capital H. I, um, but I was there and I was working the steps. And then I read this paragraph, you know, and, and I, I read, you know, and the great reality is to be found deep within us. And I hadn't completed the steps yet, but I felt it. I knew it. There was some part of me that just grasped onto that and knew that was the truth. And um, and when I listen to it today, it reminds me that this great reality that lives deep down within me then, of course, is with me all the time, right? Wherever I go, whatever situation I'm in, whatever is going on, you know, if I and, and my the habit that I need to develop, you know, which certainly is this is what the steps are about, you know, turning to a power greater than myself for everything uh, and making that a habit, you know, that so no matter what I come face to face with, um, that I can turn in a moment to the great reality deep within me and know that uh, it's in everyone around me, which is really an amazing thing to uh, to think about. So uh, really gratefully recovered, grateful to be working the steps. And it is when the food is down uh, that I can be in touch with that great reality. Uh, when I'm when I'm in compulsive behavior, compulsive eating or anything else, uh, that's blocked out from me. So these steps give me a path to clear the way and to be more and more in touch with that great reality, which is really an amazing, uh, I've had some amazing experiences with that. I'm grateful to hear that message again this morning. I'll pass. Thank you, Reggie O. And that will wrap up the study and commenting portion of our meeting. But stay with us for the um, greeting of our newcomers. It will come right after the serenity prayer. And thank you to everyone who shared today. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164 and follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Ashley P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Uh, Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in California. Um, I'm very grateful to be doing service. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.